Welcome back to the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of February 5th, 2019, and we have passed the Super Bowl, which means it's baseball season. And this week, we are going to dive into uh, top 10 rankings on shortstops and third basemen, plus some late round value grabs, and we will dive into that in just a moment. And now, entering your ears, your fantasy front office. And in the front office with me today are James and Daniel. Welcome in, guys. James, this is your first time yeah. on the pod. Yes, it is. I'll turn up. Screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel, welcome back this week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, kicking things off today, we are going to dive into the shortstop ranks. Phil and Todd sent in their ranks, but due to a late-minute DL stint and uh, loss of connection, we're going to have to reschedule with them to join us on next week's pod. So let's take a peek at the shortstop ranks there. Wow, Phil and Todd were pretty in sync here. Number one for Phil, Trey Turner. Number two, Francisco Lindor. And for Todd, Francisco Lindor is one. Trey Turner is two. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Alex Bregman was three for both of them. Fourth was Manny Machado. That's kind of interesting there. Manny sitting that low. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fifth and sixth, they are both in sync. Trevor Story at five. Javi Baez at six. Yeah, I'm surprised Phil didn't have Story outside of the top ten, but never mind. (laughs) I think story has kind of grown on Phil. Like he kind of shocked a lot of us with just all of a sudden didn't look like he was doing much and then ended up with 27 home runs, 27, 37. Uh, I think it was a 30 for story. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Come on. Yeah. 37 home runs, 27 stolen bases. Wow. I I don't know why he's getting, I'd actually have him hired to be honest. Like I'm fully buying in on lowering up the strikeout rate and maintaining the hard contact. Like I might have him to believe, honestly. Maybe above Macho. Yeah, I'd I'd have personally maybe somewhere around third, fourth. I, I would rather take him where he's going than uh than Javier Baez where he's going. Oh yeah, even as a Cubs fan, I I can't disagree with that. <laughs> Let me see. Trevor Story, yeah, it's 64 home run plus stolen bases. <clears throat> I think the only one that topped him was pulling up my big board rankings here. I believe the only one that beat him was Jose Ramirez. You mean like just a player? Any position? Any position, yeah. Oh, wow. interesting. Sorted that by the wrong way. Z to A. Yeah, number one, Jose Ramirez. Number two, Trevor Story. Three, Francisco Lindor. Trout and Betts all had 62 plus in the home run plus stolen base category. Look at all the stories projections, like regardless of the bad steamer, all five projections on fan graphs happen for at least 31 homers and at least 18 steals. So clearly, they don't think 28 seems like a fluke. <laughs> and those are supposed to be conservative most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. So All right. I'm surprised he's not a little higher. And here at seventh is where Phil and Todd really diverge. Xander Bogarts for Phil at seven. Glaber Torres for Todd at seven. They were in sync with Carlos Correa, both at eight. Nine, Glaber Torres for Phil. Gene Segura for Todd. Segura makes Phil's 10 spot. And Todd brings in Adalberto Mondesi. 
I don't know what to make of this guy. Like, what are you, where are you guys on as far as his price? What, what do you think he's going to return? Like, this is a guy that I stare at every mock, and I'm like, don't, mm-hmm. don't he, click. He's basically yeah. Byron Buxton of 2019. That well, is exactly what, what I was going to say. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's just I, what it feels like. Like, given his environment and everything else, like, the runs and RBIs won't be there. So is he essentially a two-category guy, if you're lucky? Yeah, and he's, he's definitely not going to bring a batting average. He's got no skills. I mean, I, he's not, I don't know. He's not driving in anyone. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, Kansas City has potentially the top three or four stolen base guys in all of baseball. Like, I, mean, I guess that's one way yeah. to get around not getting on base. So if, when you do, you make it count. Right. <laughs> like, by, yeah. by running. <laughs> I mean, if half their starting lineup can score from first on a single, mm. uh, there's yeah. they're definitely going to be <laughs> value in runs just as long as they can get on base at a decent clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue, though. I mean, when you're running out of Perrin score, Mondesi, and, and Hamilton, those guys don't get on base. Even, even Whit Merrifield, I, I know we love him. I, I love Whit. But, yeah, we I love mean, him or we love guy. to hate him. <laughs> I've grown fond. I'll put it that way. Uh, most of us have softened on our positions on wit, uh, much like we discussed last week with Scooter Jeanette, how that's just who he is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondesi, yeah, you have to buy in at this point. Yeah. Mondesi is currently 43-44 on ADP overall. Earliest pick was 20. Wow. I mean, I get speed is scarce, but <laughs> my lord. Come on. <laughs> like I'd rather yeah, that's wait. a little hot. That's a little high. I'd rather pass on him and get speed at like pick one hundred ish with Malik Smith. You know, yeah. Malik Smith or Delino De Shields is coming back. I mean, he lost all of last year with that injury. So <laughs> I personally wouldn't be surprised if Malik Smith leads the league in stolen bases this year. True, true. Yeah, and he's he's going to be a three round later. Yeah, <laughs> very bold. Well, my algorithm had quite a different list than what those guys were doing. Uh, Francisco Lindor was my one. Javi Baez was my two. Trevor Story at three. Trey Turner all the way down at four. Manny Machado at five. Didi Gregorius at six. Xander Bogarts at seven. Uh, Didi probably won't play until the All-Star break, so you'll definitely have to take that into account. My algorithm did not take injury into account. Bogarts at seven. Marcus Simeon shows up at eight. Uh, Jurickson Profar, I don't know if this is going to play out due to him being in Oakland now, though that is a much better lineup than Texas. Uh, and Gene Segura at 10. Any uh, any big surprises there other than those last three? Um, I guess the Trey Turner being at fourth. Um, I'm not saying I totally yeah. disagree with you, but I remember on this exact pod a year ago, I think it blew it was key draft strategy. You know, he was, you know, trying to make an argument for taking Trey number one overall, but it was super high. And he was saying, you know, shoot your <laughs> shot. He has the, up, the upside to be the number one player in fantasy. Going to mm-hmm. this year, I don't know if he has, do you guys think he has a chance of being number one player in fantasy? I, I doubt it, but I would have him higher than four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally, I agree. I dropped mm-hmm. him over Baez. I, I Trevor Story and so high on him. Um, I still have Turner at two. I, I do on my list as well. So yeah, yeah. Turner's going about eleven on ADP. Uh, max somebody got him at twenty five overall. Wow! Did you hear how loud that wow was? I was genuinely surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty five. I'll tell you what, this Invitational. If, if he's hanging around in that in neighborhood of eleven, I, we better all grab him, please. If you don't, mm-hmm. then you're kicked out. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's more. I can swallow that pill this year more than last because I was on the fence when he was going like an ADP of four, but right. he's going closer to he's going closer to ten. Okay. 
True. Uh, Dan, you want to walk us through your top 10 here? Yeah. So, you know what? I, I think that my uh, my rankings are pretty normal, consistent with uh, with current ADPs and stuff like that. But I have Lindor at one, Turner two, uh, Manny Machado going at three, Story four, five. I have Javi Baez at six, like Phil and Todd did. Um, I have Adalberto Mondesi, who I don't know what to expect from him, like we said, at seven. Bogart's going at eight, Gene Segura at nine, and an appearance from Glaber Torres at ten. Nice. You higher on Mondesi. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I, what I said. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, yeah. you, you kind of have your own algorithm on this as well. You want to walk us through kind of your thinking on it? Yeah, I'm kind of just doing a point system. I mean, Syracuse, where I go, has taught me a couple things just to do some uh, directions using aging curves and such. Um, so I came up with that. Weighted scarce things like stolen bases. I weighted batting average. I incorporated WOBA as well in, the, in those weighting. Um, and that, this is the list that I came up with. Um, Story currently projected to be better than at least Machado, maybe Trey Turner as well. Let me um, right behind Trey Turner, do have him pretty high. Um, yeah, just overall, I mean, I, I like I've said a couple times, I think already, I'm pretty high on Trevor Story this year. Yeah, we were discussing Good. before we punched record how Story was way up there. Uh, man, that he brings that power speed combo, so Machado doesn't, mm-hmm. Turner does, but yeah. his is more on the speed side, so mm-hmm. you can probably find some good value in Trevor Story in the second round, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have no uh, no issue taking him in the second round. Um, if he's still sitting there, I, I think I'm not the only one that's going to be high on him heading into this year. I expect some regression, obviously, with the, uh, with the batting average. I know it's strikeouts really went down this past year. Um, I expect him to still hit about 30 home runs and maybe crack 20 stolen bases. He was a very big speed threat in the minors. Didn't really show that even in the bigs, but last year it really broke out. 27 stolen bags. So, yeah, yeah I, and, I expect similar numbers. And just a piggyback on what Dan said, his hard hit percentage went from 40 to up to 44, uh, yet maybe he sacrificed some contact, but actually his known contact rose 8 percentage points from 2017 to 2018 to get up to league average. So uh, I'm completely on board with Dan take, taking story in the second, like all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going at 19 ADP right now. Um, earliest somebody took him is 11, latest is 33. 33, I'll, have you in that league? Right, I want to know what league these guys are in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even I, I, don't, I personally don't think eleven is bad. No, I could, I could. There's an argument. Um, yeah. One more thing about yeah. Daniel's list is I'm 100 percent aboard not having Correa in the top ten. I think I might be the biggest Correa hater. I yeah. agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, agree. I dude, I I'm still low on Carlos Correa this year. I. I'm low on my boy Corey Seager this year as well. I, I don't know what to expect of him off of injury. Correa, same thing. It's just we're waiting for him to show a little bit of what he did his rookie year. And it's either an injury or just underperformance. It's every season. And at this point, what can you expect from him in the speed department? I mean, it's, I don't yeah. expect anything more than seven or eight, honestly. It's, it's like I've just given yeah. up on that. <laughs> Even though he's yeah, so exactly. young, it just seems like he's just gone away from that already early in his career. <clears throat> what do we – What do ha. Corey Seager, I know you mentioned him. Where – where do you see him with his power numbers this year? I heard somebody put an absurd number out there of like 35 home runs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, 25 would be good, but... No, nah, I was just going to say, you know, just looking at my, my projections, the numbers I came up with, I have not projected for 22 home runs. Just for reference, just, I, I don't see it. Yeah, just to back Dan up, the bat, the seam are both having for... 24 respectively and what has he got not only the elbow surgery but didn't he have some kind of hip a hip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like 
I'm, I'm not buying him at all, honestly. Yeah, and a lot of mocks and stuff. Right? He ends up on my team somehow. It's just everybody's so down on him. So yeah, if he falls, gets around yeah. 100 mark, I have no issue taking him. He's still got great. Um, the power might not be there this year. Elbow's a big injury. Um, and I expect him to take a lot of time off this year. Dodgers have. I put Chris Taylor, Kiki Hernandez. That short, give him some time off. Like I, I don't really... Expect him to crack maybe 130, 140 games is like pushing it. Right, yeah, that'd be his max there. I do backflips. <laughs> <laughs> Flips on that. Oh boy, yeah, he's currently going 86 overall. Uh, earliest was 57. Latest was 131. Oh. Um, if he slips to 120, 125, I might, I might be biting on that. Yeah, I mean, he's been good. He's been an all star. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside from what we've seen in past seasons compared to some of the other guys but I, I would take him over Correa personally right the the Correa comp is all right now would you take Seager or Peraza I think I'd still pick Seager oh. uh, even though you're not going to get any speed I might go Peraza they're they're going about 10 picks apart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I would honestly lean probably Peraza he's got 20 30 potential and he showed yeah, that he I, can hit at a did. nice batting average as well yeah, I don't think the difference between Peraz and Seager's average will be that that much. You know, the difference is negligible. Like it won't be that much. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much that. we. Yeah, I don't know how much we look at like X stats and stuff like that. But uh, two sixty six expected batting average from Peraz last year. I, that's something. Hmm. Um, mm, yeah. I don't know. No, I, it's not a terrible mark. A lot of a lot of uh, numbers in that range and continue to put up 280, 290 batting averages. So I mean, it's not a terrible mark by any means. But exit velocity wise, I'm I'm right here on Savant. He ranked in the third percentile on exit velo last. Year with Peraza. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just he hits the ball pretty Great easily. garbage. Yeah. But I mean the <laughs> yeah, speed will make up for it a little bit, but Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get buoyed by the speed in the bathroom department, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really have margin for error since he hits the ball like a T baller. <laughs> Exactly. Well, he does have a much stronger lineup this year as well, which yeah, that lineup was already what. Go ahead, sorry. Which (laughs) should give him better protection, have him see better pitches. Um, and he's only 24. Yeah, I know. I feel like he's been around so long, but yeah, he's still young. Yeah. Uh, three straight seasons at 20 stolen bases. Uh, this past year was the first time he cracked 10 um, home runs. So, I mean, even at 15 and 20, 25 stolen bases, 290 batting average, I'd, I'd roster that. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, you know what? Just looking at like the underlying stats and stuff, I could definitely soften up on a, a Peraza over Seager. I, I'm actually surprised at some of the numbers I'm seeing. Outside of exit velo and, and like hard hit rate and stuff like that, I, I can I can take Peraza over Seager. I see it. Uh, where do you guys fall with Profar then? Uh, Profar now in Oakland hit 20 home runs, somehow cracked that mark. Uh, 10 stolen bases. He's going yeah, about like he's going about 20 picks later than Peraza even. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like the positional versatility. That, I mean, that's always good. It's just yeah. I, I'm not a fan of him. I've been so long. I mean, I mean, for years now, I've called him Noob Far. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could just go from new part and wanted to draft him, but I'm, I'm not buying the 20 home runs. He strikes me as more as a 15 home run type guy with a dozen steals. Yeah. If you're lucky, you know what I mean? Like yeah. better every day than real life player. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I definitely agree there. I mean, in a, in a 15 teamer, like a fantasy baseball invitational, I'm at a corner or middle infield spot. That's a, that's a stud right there to have. But uh, yeah, I, to have, have him start for me at first, third or short. I, I'd be pretty disappointed in that. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, Spending yeah. 120th pick overall on him. Yeah. Uh, who are you guys looking at late in drafts for shortstops? Um, I, every mock I want, wind up with Garrett Hampson and he's technically <laughs> going to play second base but he's shortstop eligible yeah I love and 
I can't get by one mock without <laughs> taking Garrett Hampson. Like literally, like yeah. not one. I mean, maybe one I missed out. His uh, fan track ADP is two twenty seven. Um, Murphy could be a problem, but you know we've talked about it off air. Like Murphy should play a lot of first, and I don't know. I'm a believer. Hampson will take that position and run with it. He's always shown great average in OBP skills in the minors. His stolen base numbers there are absurd. If he gets you know, five hundred plus plate appearances, I mean, knock him down for two ninety plus average and, and twenty five to thirty steals. And at pick two twenty seven, I'm taking that all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm time to gamble, but I'm willing to gamble. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that scares me with him is Brendan Rogers coming up this year. I, I think anybody that rosters Hampson is going to be a little fearful of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely the gamble. Is is, is the playing time, but I'm, I'm probably willing to just take the plunge at, at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, late looking at shortstop, two young guys stick out to me. I've always been a Willie Adamas believer and Ahmed Rosario. Uh, not not too far off the Hampson ADP. Hampson going about 201. Adamas at 211. And Ahmed Rosario. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is pretty far up there from Hampson at 142. Uh, those are some guys that, I'm, I mean, I look at. They have some Rosario. Um, but I, that's pretty much it. I tend to in mocks and in regular leagues and stuff like that. Um, go after a shortstop early. There, it's pretty deep this year. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's deeper than normal this year. Uh, a lot of guys that are multi-position eligible, they just kind of flex their way into this category. Um, but you do have to worry about guys at the shortstop position being flexed out into other positions. Um, draft mm-hmm. boards will start falling real quick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into third base then. This was pretty much copy and paste for Phil and Todd, one through four. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Chris Bryant. Uh, we start diverting here at five. Anthony Rendon for Phil. Todd with Javi Baez. Uh, six. Javi Baez for Phil. Eugenio Suarez for Todd at six. Suarez was seventh for Phil. Rendon makes Todd's list at seven. Matt Carpenter was eight on both of their lists. Miguel Andahar at nine for Phil. Josh Donaldson for Todd at nine. Justin Turner at ten for Phil. And Travis Shaw for Todd. Any any big surprises out of those two lists there, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't really have any big issues with any of the rankings. Outside, I wouldn't take Rendon over Javi Baez, and I hate Javi Baez, but um, yeah, there's no major issues with it. No, I pretty much agree on this list. What's Brian's ADP these days in the 30s or somewhere in that neighborhood, like 32 on fan track? Are you guys buying a bounce back with a healthy shoulder, or are you guys worried that the declining exit velocity in the past three years is something to worry about? Because you can't blame that shoulder in 2017 or 2016. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wholeheartedly buying the, the bounce back, but supposedly he's swinging and he's reverted to his old swing, so it's just back to launch angle. Yeah, that was the interesting part of that is he did come out blatantly and say, hey, I tried something different with my swing. It didn't work. I got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm back at it with the old swing. So uh, the 35, 36, uh, that might be might be a little high for me because third base is actually quite deep this year. Oh, very it's it's basically flipped positions with first base where first base is now pretty thin and you have to go after it early and third base you can play it out quite a while mm-hmm. i mean i if i were to draft chris bryant i'd probably be as an outfielder um so i mean that's where i would look at him if he's eligible true, 
true. It's just he scares me. I, he doesn't drive in any runs. To say. I, first two years in the league, he did, but I don't know. Just counting stat-wise, scares me off a bit. All right, let's see. My top 10 here. Jose Ramirez, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman. So I was right in line with everybody with the algorithm. Uh, Matt Carpenter jumps up to number four on my list. Suarez at five. Andahar at six. I'm actually kind of shocked by that one. Uh, seventh, Rendon. Shaw at eight. Max Muncy makes an appearance at nine. I guess he played third base at some point in the last two years. Uh, Mike yeah. Moustakis <laughs> at 10. Um, and then some... Uh, Let's see, what are they? Honorable mention, they were tied at 11, was Jerks and Profar and Matt Chapman. Over Moose, but that's just personal preference. I don't know what Dan, what Dan I would agree. there. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I'm high on him. I just wish he gets the up-bat. No. <laughs> right? I don't know what Dave Robbins is thinking, man. Does he have something against him? No, like, I... I I don't know. He, he complained about it up. quite a bit in the second half, and yeah. they were always looking up his splits. I'm like, his splits aren't that bad against lefties. Play him. Yeah, <laughs> they're know? pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a concern in the second half where he, his K rate was 32%, but his batted ball profile is still right in line with what he was doing in the first half, throwing the ball, and uh, he still has enough patience to, to get on base. So still on board the Muncie train, I guess. Yeah, so am I. So am I. Not just because he's a Dodger, but uh, looking at him generally. If he gets the APs, I, I can see him putting up 30, 30 home runs again. He's got good plate discipline. Yeah, that he does. Yeah, uh, Dan, what? Uh, where's your top 10 fall? Because it looks like one through three, you're right in line with all of us. So at one, like everybody else, I got Jose Ramirez. Two, Arenado, Men and Baez. Five and six, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rendon. Seven, Eugenio Suarez. I'm the only guy that actually ranked him in the top 10, but Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, nine, Matt Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, and 10, Will Myers. Interesting. The Will Myers third base experiment, which apparently he's headed back to the outfield this year, but he did play enough to be eligible. So, uh, And you were the only one to put in Vladdy. Yeah, which surprises me. I, I am uh, fairly low on him this year. I just don't know what, if he's going to get all the ABs. I, I don't like the ADP. But we'll see. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just personally surprised. Yeah, going at 40th overall. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be having any Vlad Jr. Uh, shares this year. Uh, what what bumped him so far up your uh, algorithm there? Where Where's your projection system putting him for this year? Um, for a line, I guess we can look at is uh, having 306, 518. And I weighted OBP and slugging a little bit just because that typically indicates a really good hitter or a really poor hitter. Um, yeah, so if he's able to put those numbers up, which he could or could not, he's still a rookie. I mean, over the last decade, um, I have him at 39. I haven't like fully done projections on pitchers yet, but uh, 39th overall as far as hitting goes. Um, with 24 home runs and a few uh, pretty decent counting stats, just hoping he comes up at a reasonable time. You are pretty on point with your uh, splits there based on what the bat, ATC, steamer, they're they're all putting him at a 297 or higher batting average, uh -huh. uh, 359 or higher OBP. Uh, the bat has him a little low on slugging at 484, but everybody else has him 502 and higher. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I don't know why it spit out such a high projection. I think it's a little bit higher uh, than I would like it to be. I don't. I don't know if he's going to hit 300. <laughs> he's a rookie. Nobody knows if he's going to hit 300. Um, but yeah, I, I'd still take him at a reasonable price, at which I don't think anybody's going to be able to get him at 40. It's just yeah. ridiculous. You'd have to use really, up a third round pick on that. <laughs> Yeah, right. There's going to be some guy in the room that's going to be like, look how smart I am. Click him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't well, get him either. Any <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are these are the third baseman going behind Vladdy Jr. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 45. Suarez at 52. Andahar at 68. Carpenter 
at 70. Bryant is going just ahead of him. Yeah, I some of those yeah. guys behind him. Bryant, five picks earlier, like, <laughs> that's that's a steal. I, just when you compare the two, a full season of yeah, Bryant is far more valuable. Like we've already talked about, the position is too D to take that gamble. It just, it just makes zero sense. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, what what are you hoping to get out of him value? Like, you have to assume that he's going to outdo his projections, which are already sky high, in order mm-hmm. for him to bring you any value in the third round there. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm just not going to have any shares, man. I'm just going to try to stay away. Yeah, I mean, I get he's glad, but for comparison, of course, I'm a Cubs cover. You know, <clears throat> Bryant wasn't quite the same prospect when he came up in 2015. What was his ADP? Closer to 100? And I think he put up like 275, 27 home runs or something like that. So I know Vlad's supposed to be a better prospect, but to take a guy that's projected for less home runs and less games played at pick 40, I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd rather take that, you know, like Brian, I was, that year I was okay. You know, okay, all right, it's round eight, whatever it was. Yeah, reasonable. Not roll the die, but round three, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking late in drafts, where are people going to find some value at third base? Uh-uh. Like 150 picks in. You've got Devers, Moustakis right there, Eduardo Escobar at 171. Mm. Anybody on the snow train still? No. So no. Um, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. No, I don't actually hate him. But get on the train. You know, I, I love my prospects. Yeah. I wish Senzel was guaranteed a job. Yeah. That's a, that's a guy I would love to target in the mid 200. Yeah. Um, if, he, if he was guaranteed a job. If he was, if he were able to get 500 plate appearances, I mean, would that really be a shock? But obviously, that lineup's got a lot of moving parts, so he probably won't get that job. Yeah, which sucks. I fell up early, and I, I saw a report recently that he's going to be working out in center field, pretty much like they're going to give him uh, every opportunity to clean that job. But there's so many outfielders now after that Camp and Puig trade coming over at Shebler and, uh, and Winker mixed in. Who knows how many at-bats he's going to be able to carve out. Yeah, no, this is... Super late, and you know, just piggybacking off the prospect. You know, Donaldson, you know, Joe Glass. It may be really late. I'm talking after 400, one of your last picks. Maybe you stash Austin Riley. I mean, I don't trust Donaldson to stay healthy, but I'm talking way late. You're just like filling your last better spot with a stash, and you want a third mm-hmm. baseman. Just thinking out loud. Yeah. Don't mind me. Yeah, uh, third base is another deep position, deeper than short. Um, but I'll take Mike, Michael Franco at 296. I, I like Ian Happ still. He was there last year. A lot of guys were taking him fairly early. I mean, this year he's going at 261. He's also out. Field eligible. Um, Joey Wendell put up good numbers. Maybe dash him at a, at a middle infield or corner spot. Second, eligible at second and third this year. But yeah, I mean, those are some guys that I typically see myself like ending up with unintentionally or intentionally. Super deep at third base. I'm I'm liking a lot of the corner infield positions there. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me, and we will jump out at this point and come back with some more top tens next week. Dan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan J. Preciato. James, where can they find you? You can also find me on Twitter at Tubby Noll, at E-U-B-B-Y-N-O-L-E. And I have been Jeremy, front office Jer. Be sure to follow Todd at Goldie Happens, Phil at The Baseball Jedi, and of course, visit us at our home on the web, fanfrontofficepodcast.com. And until next week, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Basically. Pitchers and catchers report in a week, guys. I'm excited. Are you taking this Nine days. I don't know. 